Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, this is Inspection. Um, we're here to talk about the finale of The Mandalorian Season 3. Ha! Just kidding. We didn't watch that, but nobody did. Right, John? Did you? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched Mandalorian. The last thing in Mandalorian that I saw was Luke Skywalker. The deep fake. Yeah. Did you? That was the end of Season 1, right? Yes. No, right. 2. Season 2. Oh, Season 2. And what well, season I was trying to think... Three? Like when when did your like Star Wars watch end? Like when was it you were like enough? Obi Wan, Obi Wan was the end for me. Yes, me too. I think because uh, Obi Wan just felt so tired. Yeah, um, and it was not the worst one. The worst one was the Book of Boba Fett, and then and then anyway. All this to say, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, I think this might be the oldest movie we've reviewed so far, right? Maybe. 73 yeah. is pretty old. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think this is. Yeah. So the movie's called Enter the Dragon. Uh, it's, of course, a classic fighting movie, classic, uh, uh, classic in so many ways. Um, we haven't seen it. We've seen, of course, all the movies that were influenced by it. Um, which are most of the fighting movies you watch, you know, they're just influenced by this by somewhere in some way or the other. Um, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it in every way. Sometimes in the campy, like this is dumb way, sometimes in like this is awesome way. Uh, how about you, John? How'd you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's very campy, very, <laughs> very campy. So, you know, I like these types of movies, it's I don't think that's any secret. Uh, it doesn't take itself seriously ever, and the plot is kind of my type of plot. I can't explain it because it's kind of like all over the place. Like it's a fighting it's tournament. Barely so a plot. There's barely a plot. It's like a fighting tournament to uh, recruit the best fighters to be on an island where they make some drug. I think it's heroin, but they don't really explain. And there's prostitution too, I think, and yeah, weapons and stealing. Because they tell him they set up the if you find the weapons, just call us. But he never finds the weapons. I no. wonder if they run out of money. Because um, the movie, I was looking it up, it cost eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so less than a million bucks. Which in nineteen seventy three money is probably like five million. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, or something. Like, no, it's not a lot, but it's still you know, it's, it's, it's not, not a little bit. It, it it would be like what you spend right now on something like you know, um, Midsummer or something. I don't know. And then um, like an A24 movie, you know, they make all those like almost indie filling uh, films. Um, and then it made $400 million at the box office, uh, which is the equivalent to 2 billion right now, which is insane. It's insane. Yeah, is insane. Uh, yeah everybody watched this, um, which is crazy because you watch it and it's like... Uh, it's got so many things that now, like studios base, base their marketing campaign on, like a diverse set of characters, um, you know, shot in Asia. Like that's like all these little things that now are just like, ooh, we're the first to do this. It's like, no, dude, like this movie's fifty years old. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was actually like I had to keep looking up cast members from this because you know, and a lot of times they would, especially in the fifties. They would add cast members who were like not really Asian. They'd be like 
white people and Asian makeup and stuff. Right. So I actually like checked and no, it's they actually did recruit a diverse cast for this movie. Um, it's way ahead of its time in, in that respect. For way sure, ahead. way ahead of. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's ahead of its time. I would say no. I would say we don't know much about seventy cinema. This is only the second seventies movies we reviewed. Remember the other one? No, actually, third. Third. We reviewed Halloween, right? We did not review Halloween. We reviewed uh, Escape from New York. Wait, Escape from New York was 82, I think, or 81. So, no. The other one is The Fog. I oh, believe. yeah, we did review The Fog. The Fog know. is from the 70s, I want to Or is it early 80s? No, I think it's early 80s, too. So, uh, my you got my years mixed up. I but... mean, yeah, this is a little outside of our wheelhouse. But... Well, there was, there was uh, like, in the 70s, like, there was a big push of different kinds of movies. They had this genre called Black Spew, like, Black Spew, uh, can't pronounce it. Black exploitation. Exploitation, yeah. Yeah, which is just like really big back then. It sort of died down in the eighties. Um, they had a lot of martial arts movies. They had a lot of martial arts content. Like even Marvel, that's when they created like characters like Shang Chi, and mm-hmm. you know they had all those uh, and the, the the Mandarin and all these like all these like things derived from like martial arts were really big in the seventies. Um, bigger than they are now, I would say, in, in cinema. You know, like still, like right now, we have a lot of different degrees of content. Right now, the only thing that we'd have like this is like John Wick and the raid, and you know, yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Too far between. Even even Shang Chi, you know, came out a couple of years ago. I would say probably. Um, yeah, but I mean, like this is more like action driven. There's a very thin plot here, like you know. Oh, you know. You know what's another movie just like this that just came out? One Best Picture. Everything, everywhere, all at once, I think, I would say. Oh, that's true, yeah. Pretty comparable. But you're right. They're few and far between. Back then, there was a big push for those these kinds of movies. That's how, you know, it allowed for actors like Bruce Lee to make it big. Nobody as big as Bruce Lee in that sense, as far as I know. But um, he was very good. Um, yeah. And in this movie, I, I, I the biggest thing that surprised me was he's not the main character that like it's it's just an ensemble about these three men uh yeah in this situation and, i was very surprised to see that i didn't know yeah lee roper and williams that's right uh and each of them have like their own personality um and, and i was reading that they picked them like different races because they wanted to like extend the the appeal to different markets or so like oh well if you're you know you're interested in movies about you know, Asians, then you got Bruce Lee, and then this white guy, and um, like they 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 try to like appeal to different people, which again it sounds sort of like what you know Hollywood would do now, but but it was fifty years ago. Um, it, it, I think all three of them were. I'm really good in the movie. Yeah, I mean the only part that I mean spoilers if you haven't seen it is that like Williams is the reason that Roper kind of like switches his mind a little bit because he sees what they do to him, right? When yeah. They like, they like kill him because they think, and it's actually Bruce Lee's fault that they kill him. Yes, yes, because he was trying to sneak into the thing to find the drugs. And it's yeah. interesting because um, John Saxon is the actor who plays Roper. Um, I knew I recognize his face from he's uh, Nancy's father in the first A Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and he came okay. back for the last one, the new Nightmare, playing himself. Remember everybody? Have you seen the last Nightmare on Elm Street? 
Wes Craven's New Nightmare? No, no, no. I did not watch it. Well, the, the whole premise of that movie, it's very similar in some ways to um, uh, The Matrix uh, Resurrections mm -hmm. in the way that it's sort of critical of the original. It's like meta in some way. It's very meta. It's uh, the, the cast is like all the actors from the original movie are playing themselves. And it's about like Freddy Krueger basically coming to the real world and killing the actors from the original movie. Um it has more complexity there, but it's really meta. Um, okay. Like Wes Craven, the director is in it, and he's like, he acts, and you have like Robert Englund playing himself, and also Freddy. Like, and and, and it's explained that Freddy's this sort of like like demon. He's not really like, you know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's an interesting movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite in the Lightyear series, but it's an interesting film. All this to say, this guy was in that too. Um, but he was actually really big in the 70s. So this was really big. Like, he was the biggest name probably in the call sheet at this point, along with, with Bruce Lee. Um, and he actually, when they hired him, he was like, his character, Roper, was the one that was supposed to die. And he was like, I'll only take uh, it if I don't die. And that's why it was Williams who, who died. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and then Bolo, the guy who... Is actually from Bloodsport, which we'll talk about that maybe soon. Maybe. But he was also in it. And actually, that was a little bit of a kind of lackluster fight scene between Roper and Bolo. Like, that was towards the end. And Bolo was built up to be, like, this killer. And then Roper just kind of, like, takes him down pretty easily. Loses. Yeah, I... I those are the that, that that would be my main complaint of the movie like there's no fight i guess except for the one where williams dies but except for that like there's no fight that's challenging for them yeah like like bruce lee i mean again spoilers but like he defeats the bad guy with a couple of scratches and this guy's like wolverine stuff um like you know and then uh the, the guy who killed his sister well he didn't Killer, but made her kill herself. He also like takes them down and like really. That was that was ridiculous because like that guy was built up to be this like big bad guy who never loses and all of these other things, and then like Bruce Lee takes him down in what two minutes? Yeah, so. yeah. So that, that was kind of lame. And then the same with um, 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 like most of the the big fights in the movie were like just easy for Bruce Lee, especially, but all three of them. Again, except for Williams in that one moment, of course. But so that, that was kind of underwhelming because it's it's the opposite of what John Wick would be. Like John Wick is always struggling with the fights. He's yeah. all, like he gets them, he kills them pretty badass way. But he's always like they beat him up pretty hard, you know. Yeah. Versus or, this is like you said, a couple, uh, literally a few scratches, like not nothing bad. Um, yeah, that, that would be my, my main complaint because the fight choreography is, of course, really good. And I was reading, too, that it's like some stunt people used to say that Bruce Lee would beat him up, like, for real during takes. Like, he would, like, actually hit them. Um, and you can tell that there's a level. Yeah, of, I, uh, there are definitely yeah. some hits in the movie that look like they're real hits. Like, they're not. Yeah, yeah they're not pulled punches. Right, right. So, um you know, because of that, there's a sense of, of genuine, you know, it feels genuine in that way. Uh, even though the whole movie is ADR, uh, 
which for those that don't know, ADR is when you re-record your dialogue after the movie's been shot on a sound booth um, because the audio wasn't good on set or because, you know, um, for some reason the director didn't like your delivery or whatever, right? Um, happens all the time, but it happens for a select number of lines. Here, it's I was like, the entire, I, 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 I looked it up, the entire movie's ADR'd. Um, and you can especially tell with the villain. The villain is like completely ADR. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, like you're used to this if you ever watch like the best example is like trash reality TV. Like they yes. always have this and it's like they're shooting from the back and then you hear like a little difference in sound or the sound is really clean or something. So that's normal. But yeah, to see it in an entire 90 minute movie it's pretty crazy it's a bit much it's a bit much they could have they could have used some of the audio from the set but whatever i'm seeing here like the villain actually was voiced by was dubbed by another guy not even by the guy who was on set so that's why it looks so goofy i think um but still like we're seeing a lot of the negatives or the positive is like the movie flows really well like it just you're never bored it goes really fast it's really enjoyable bruce lee is really great in it like he's got a personality. He's got to look like he, his face. He's looking at you. It's almost like he's looking right through you. Yeah, and everybody knows the like Bruce Lee faces, right? Like yeah. the when he's like killing the guy at the end or whatever, and it's like I don't even know how to. His mouth is like wide open. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like it's, a ridiculous yeah, what, kung fu face. Well, when he steps on people, because sometimes his yeah. final blow is to step on people, and he's like, ah, for a minute. Yeah, you're, I know what you're saying. I mean, and he has like, that. Slow down, you know. Right, and the noises. Like, yeah, he makes all the, the Bruce Lee things, of course. This is his most fav- famous film, obviously. Most of what you see, you know, when you hear Bruce Lee is, is some level of this movie. Of course, he made several others, but uh, this was actually his last film. It was released after he passed away. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so so I mean, it's really good that the cinematography I thought was really good. Like, there's a lot of really cool shots of, especially like that last fight in the mirror room. Like, uh, they even tried to do a level of this in, if you remember, in John Wick Chapter Two. Yeah, uh, there's like a, or is it two? Yeah, it's in two. There's yeah, with Ruby Rose. With Ruby Rose, exactly. That's two. Um, yeah, so 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 they they've done like this level of thing several times in, in other action movies. This I mean, feels... movies just borrow from this constantly. Like, constantly. if you watch this, there is, like, you know, a bit of this in The Matrix. There's a bit of this, like, in pop culture where they make fun of the sounds or the, you know, whatever. Um, you've seen it on T-shirts. Like, you've seen, if you haven't, like, actually watched this movie, you've seen bits and pieces, artifacts of it throughout pop culture and just everywhere. For sure, for sure. Good point. Yeah. And what why is it called Enter the Dragon? I don't know. Maybe it's he's the dragon and he's entering the tournament. I you know, I don't know. I don't know either. I was I was, I, was, I kept watching it for somebody to like say the line or something and Yeah, I thought that it was gonna be like, you know, a one line fix in there somewhere. I mean it's a badass title, don't get me wrong. Um the original title for the script was Blood and Steel, which is cool, but not as cool as Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, all around great movie. You know, don't overthink the fact that these guys are never challenged. They can beat up anybody. And yeah, I mean, I think that that's just our nitpickiness there. I don't think that there's actually anything real other than, than that. We're just no. really being picky on that. That that's it. I mean, it's it's still it's still like shot so well, choreographed so well, acted so well that you do feel a sense of dread. Like, are they going to be killed or are they going to yeah. fight? Um, it's also like a ton of people in these giant fight scenes too. There's like, you know, 50, 60 people in these fight scenes, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. All like real people, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. They don't make them like this anymore, I think. And, uh, you know, there are great fighting movies. We, you know, mentioned a, a few of the recent ones. Um, but this one has its own style. Like, and it really displays like the opening scenes are in Hong Kong and, you know, how the relation, it also has a bit of the relationship between uh, the British and, you know, Hong Kong. Yeah, back in, back in the yeah. 70s. Yeah, yeah. And All the way through like, 99. I, I, I couldn't help but think like how much of it was like, also sort of like let's make a fighting movie but like based on like the spy movie trend that people were going through with james Bond. yeah they, like bond and stuff like that and where yeah. they shot the movie and everything looks like beautiful and actually didn't bond come out like right around this time i mean sure there's a bond movie that came out in 73 might have been living that let die i want to say uh I don't know why I feel like... Yeah, it is Live and Let Die. Look at me. Bond trivia expert. Yeah, it was Live and Let Die. Um, which is not a fighting movie. Um, no, didn't they go... I'm trying to... Which one did they go to Thailand in? Um, are you thinking You Only Live Twice? That's in Japan. Oh, no, you're thinking The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, The Man with the Golden Gun. That is yeah, exactly. well, that was right after it. That was right after it. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 you a great definitely draw some influence from this then, because you can yes. tell. Well, it was it was the era, you know. Yeah. yeah, the one the one where he actually dresses up in a gi and all that stuff. That is the man with a golden gun. But also, there's uh, a few years before there's you only live twice, where he um, uh, disguises himself as somebody from Japan, and there's this whole like ninja fight. And I love you only live twice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was the era. You know, James Bond, like they do now, like you watch James Bond now and it's like the action movie, the action movies made right now with a like weak and vulnerable main character and like super big. He's got to overcome and, all of these things. And yeah, yes, he has children and he's to protect them. And, like they just Bond movies know how to set a trend and at the same time be a part of the trend of the era. Yeah. Um, and this this shows what people liked in the 60s and 70s fighting movies. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? They're awesome. This movie's awesome. Yeah, that's why we're gonna watch a couple more. I think we've decided. Hopefully. Yes, yes. Yeah. From around 10 to 12 years later, something like that. But yeah, fighting fighting movies. Um, all right, John. I think that's it. Um, we haven't reviewed Ted Lasso in like a month. <laughs> no, we need to catch up for it. But yeah. you know, we'll do it eventually, I guess. It'll happen. We'll get yeah. there, guys. We'll get there. Um, John, I will see you next week. You'll see me. Yes, see you next week. <laughs>
subscribe.